Big Time Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Mete and Nate. What's up, guys? What's up? Yo, yo. All right. In today's episode, we're going to hop right back into some division previews. We're going to talk about all the fantasy relevant players from the central division. Uh, And then after that, we'll just hop right into projecting the division standings. um, Just see where all the teams are probably going to fall. Um, I guess when, when the season starts, sort of pre- projecting and predicting things. So um, let's just get right into it. I guess, Matty, I'm going to start with you. Uh, we'll start with the defending NBA champions, Milwaukee Bucks. I think that's a good place to start. Um, yeah, they looked great all the way through the playoffs. Um, I guess just talk about this team for, for from a fantasy pers- perspective. Yeah, so the fantasy relevant players, I think, on the Bucks. let's start with the point guard, Drew Holiday. Uh, he's one of the best defenders in the league. Great mid-round pickup, I'd say, in fantasy drafts outside of the, uh, his defense. He isn't really elite at anything, but he also has no weaknesses. So he's pretty much solid at everything. So great uh, fantasy player. Dante DiVincenzo, their starting shooting guard before his injury. Uh, solid three and D guy. He's now entering his fourth year. And he's only 24, so he could develop into something more than a 3 and D guy. But at the moment, I can't see that happening with the current Bucks team. So I draft him uh, late rounds in drafts. And then Chris Middleton, uh, they're starting small forwards. Great scorer, uh, solid rebound and passer. Uh, so he's a valuable guy to have for fantasy basketball. Uh he doesn't give you the greatest defensive numbers, but he covers almost every category. So he's probably going to be gone by round uh, three of drafts. So if you want him, you got to pick him up kind of early. And then there's Giannis Antetokounmpo, two-time MVP, one-time defensive player of the year. Uh, one of the best players in the league by far. And then he's going to be picked first round in pretty much all leagues. So... Yeah, if you want him, you got to get him round one. Not much to say. Uh, his three-pointers, free throws, and turnovers could frustrate you. But, I mean, outside of those three categories, he's pretty much elite in everything. So, definitely worth a gamble. Uh, not even a gamble. Uh, just worth a look. Brooke Lopez, their starting center. Uh, Splash Mountain, they call him now. He's changed his game from... Uh, back to the basket guy who's pretty much always under the rim to a guy who's always on the perimeter now spacing the floor for Giannis. So, yeah, he's got a great shot, uh, tremendous shot blocker. So, yeah, uh, definitely fantasy relevant. Probably later in uh, drafts you can get him near like the double-digit rounds. And then for their bench player, I really didn't trust many other bench players right now i'm not too sure what their roles are going to be but the one guy i could trust off the bench is bobby portis i mean i feel like bobby portis is a starter caliber player in this league and just because he's a bench player don't be scared to draft him uh he's got game for sure uh he was 
uh, huge for the Bucks championship run. And he's a big man who can stretch the floor. So that's amazing for fantasy. And then the rookie, I went with Sandro Mamu Kalaf. She, I, I'm not even going to try saying that. Yeah, no really worries, hard man. name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the rookie out of Georgia. Uh, he's going to be an interesting player. Can stretch the floor uh, at the center position. And as of now, I wouldn't draft him. He's got Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis ahead of him in the depth chart. So, yeah, I feel like uh, at the start of the season, he's going to have a hard time cracking the rotation but if he does definitely keep an eye out for him uh, uh big men who can shoot threes is uh very uh critical for fantasy yeah for sure um definitely something to i guess keep a lookout for as the season goes along there's always injuries there's always other things so definitely uh, you want to maybe put uh, him on your watch list but i guess nate i'll just bounce to you uh, the next team in this division we'll talk about is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I guess just talk to us uh, about them for fantasy. Um, I guess I'll start with um, Darius uh, Garland. He's a pretty good point guard. Um, he's going to be the starter for the Cavaliers this year, I believe. Um, he's pretty good all around. Um, he can score decently well. He can pass decent, pass decently well. Um, he's a, a good shooter. Um he defends pretty well as as well um so yeah pretty good all around um i think he's gonna be uh drafted maybe late in drafts i believe his average draft position was like 185 if i remember correctly so um you shouldn't have to worry about like reaching for him though um but if he's there um you can definitely take a look at him and I guess next I'll talk about uh, Colin Sexton. Um, he's the starting shooting guard of the Cavaliers. He's probably going to go pretty early in drafts. Um, scores a lot. Um, really good defender as well. Really good shooter. Uh, he can uh, pass a little bit as well. So, um, yeah, definitely take a look at him if you have the chance. And I guess... There's also um, Kevin Love and uh, Jared Allen. I think Kevin Love, um, he's pretty decent still, even though he's not really the same as he used to be. But um, I think if he's uh, fully healthy, then you might be worth taking a chance on him. But because of his injury history, you might want to take him like later, maybe like with your last few picks. And he's kind of like a player that you'll have um, – a lot of reward but there's a little bit of risk because he could end up being on your ir spot for a few months so yeah that's kind of the trouble with kevin love uh jared allen he's um also pretty good uh gets a lot of uh, rebounds he's a good defender he's a good free throw shooter for um a center so that's good as well and plays a lot of minutes he's in for a lot of games so yeah, that's pretty good. And I guess some other players that you might want to look out for, uh, I guess Ricky uh, Rubio. Um, he's not going to be a starter, but I think he wasn't a starter for Minnesota last year, and he still played 24 minutes a game, and he still managed to get um, six assists, which for Ricky Rubio isn't that great, but for point guards overall, it's pretty decent. And um, I think uh, Ricky Rubio 
was also pretty decent in steals as well. I think he averaged something like 1.2 steals or something like that. And you could also maybe look at um, Laurie Markkinen. Um, and I was thinking about Isaac Okoro as well. I guess he's also a starter. So I think he's, proje or he's projected to be a starter. So he should be getting a lot of exposure, but I wouldn't draft him too early. And I guess for um, rookies, um, there's uh, Evan Mobley. Yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned Evan Mobley. Obviously, they, they have Jared Allen there. I guess Mobley is sort of that next center coming in since Drummond's now gone. Obviously, they bring Markinen in, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, this team's going to look different. They, they actually are going to look better just by looking at this roster. So I think you can trust a lot of these players going forward in fantasy. Um, I'm going to take a look at the Chicago Bulls. This team also had a crazy makeover. Um, I'll go through sort of the starting lineup for guys in fantasy. Um, I'll start with Nikola Vucevic because uh, he is going the earliest in drafts right now out of Chicago players. He's going early first round, sorry, late first round, early second round. Um, he has just center eligibility. Obviously, we know how valuable bigs are in fantasy. Um, I still feel like he's going kind of early because when he did get to Chicago, his production sort of dipped from when it was in Orlando. I think you just need to be careful that you're not reaching for him. I, he definitely should be going in the second round, probably not the first round. Um, guys like Bradley Beal and others should be going ahead of him. The, these are guys that I'm looking at that are actually going below him. Um, yeah, Zach, uh, uh, not Zach Levine. That's my next guy. But uh, Vucevic, um, he just seems like a guy that he's good, but there are other players that should be going ahead of him. So definitely keep an eye on that. Now I'll get to Zach Levine. Um, he also should be going second round. Um, he's probably the best fantasy option. Uh, on this team, if I'm being honest, um, the only reason Vucevic is going ahead of him is because he's a big. Um, Zach Levine, pretty much, he's, he's one of the more efficient um, shooting guards uh, in the league. Um, he can also play small forward eligibility as well in fantasy. Um, his production could take a dip uh, with other guys coming in. But from what we've seen from him so far, he is clearly one of the best players on this team. So he definitely needs to be looked at for fantasy. Uh, and then we got De DeMar DeRozan coming in. Um, obviously um, as a sh uh, shooting guard last year, he was really solid. Now he doesn't have that eligibility. He's just small forward and power forward. So um, I guess just looking at him, um, he's one of those guys that he's not going to shoot a lot of threes. Uh, his percentages will still be really good because of him going to the hoop a lot. Um, he's great at the line as well for the most part. Um, he's just one of those guys that he's just solid for fantasy. You could probably get him, uh, I'd say maybe like fourth round, fifth round, just depending on your draft. Uh, that's probably the target area to take him. You don't want to reach for him just because we don't know how this wealth is going to be spread among the Chicago lineup. Um, you got Lonzo Ball as well. He's one of the more category coverage uh, point guards slash shooting guards uh, in fantasy. Um, he's like one of those guys that's like borderline triple-double a lot of nights uh, just because he can rebound. He's a big guard. Um, he gets a lot of assists and he'll put up, you know, around 10 points or so. Uh, so, yeah, you're always looking at that factor with him. Obviously, um, there's a lot of uh, good players on this team, as we mentioned. So you don't want to be reaching for him. He's, he might go ahead of um, DeRozan in certain formats. But, yeah, just keep an eye out for Lonzo. And then I guess the, the final starter here is probably going to be Patrick Williams. He can play a small forward and power forward as well, uh, just like DeRozan. Um, yeah, he's one of those guys that's going to benefit from playing 
uh, with this uh, big starting four that they have. And yeah, he's still relatively young. He can still, um, you know, continue to get better. Um, obviously, you're not taking him as early as the other four. You're going to wait a little bit, probably grab him, I don't know, maybe a seventh, eighth round, maybe even further than that, just depending on where he's going in drafts. I haven't seen the exact number, but yeah, definitely look out for him as he'll be getting the minutes. And then I guess for sixth man on this team or seventh man, there's no clear guy. So I'll just mention a few guys that I like. Uh, Kobe White, uh, he has been um, pretty relevant in the past for fantasy for this team. He plays point guard and shooting guard. He's very athletic, uh, you know, just watching him play. Um, if they do give him minutes, he is going to produce. Definitely look for him. Uh, they brought in Alex Caruso from the LA Lakers. He also plays point guard, shooting guard. Um, definitely a guy that when they give him minutes, he he makes uh, the most of them. So uh, he's definitely another guy you can take a look at. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. they bring in. Uh, I believe that was in that three-way trade that they made um with marketing i believe and um yeah we don't know how many minutes he's gonna get he's still relatively young as well so he could definitely develop into that sort of sixth or seventh man and then of course tony bradley there at center obviously they're gonna need a change of pace guy uh for vucevic uh, at points during the game so definitely a guy that you should just keep an eye on and then for rookies um they only had one draft pick this year it was a second rounder i think you pronounce his name io dosanumu or something something like that uh, he plays point guard. He's probably not going to see a lot of minutes. There's a lot of guards on this team. Obviously, Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, Kobe White, Alex Caruso, Derek Jones. There's just too many guys there. It's um, it's going to be really tough for him to get minutes early on. Obviously, it's going to have to take an injury for him to get in. But I guess he's the main rookie that you should, I guess, keep an eye on for the Chicago Bulls. Um, Matty, I'm going to jump back to you now. Um, we'll talk about the Detroit Pistons, I guess. Just talk about this team for fantasy. Yeah, so fantasy-relevant players, I think, for the Pistons would be uh, Killian Hayes, for one. I think he's going to be the starting point guard or one of the guards in uh, Detroit. Uh, He had a rough season last year, but he dealt with a lot of injuries, and later on in the year, he got better, and I think he's going to continue, continue to improve, and then... I'd say the worst part about his game was his efficiency. He only shot 35% from the field and he averaged 3.2 turnovers. So those are pretty rough numbers and he's got to improve those for sure. And then Kate Cunningham, I'm thinking he's an other guard, point guard or shooting guard, doesn't matter. Uh, first overall pick in the 2021 draft. Uh, expectations are really high for him as... He's expected to be the franchise player in Detroit now, and he's got to turn that franchise around. Uh, definitely worth a mid-round draft pick. So for uh, standard leagues, I'd say like round five latest, I can see him go. And then four or three earliest, but anything uh, before that is, I think, a reach. So, yeah, it's always a risk drafting rookies, but there's also a huge reward if the risk pays off. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Cunningham, he's a day one starter, and he's in a situation where he's probably going to be the number one guy from the start. So I think this is a gamble worth uh, – It's I think it's worth taking a gamble on, Kate Cunningham, and then Sadiq Bey, third uh, – I think he'll be the starting small forward there, entering a sophomore year. Had a really good rookie year, I'd say. Uh, great upside. 
um, solid three and D guy. So definitely look out for him. He should be drafted, I'd say later on in uh, the draft. And then Jeremy Grant, who had a huge breakout year, uh, became a walking bucket. Outside of his elite scoring, though, he put up not the greatest numbers. And with the arrival of Kate Cunningham, I don't think he's going to have the same success as he had last season. So he's still a great player, but just temper your expectations with him and try not to reach for him this uh, year. I think if you draft him anywhere before like round eight, I think is too early. And then Isaiah Stewart, a uh, sophomore coming off a great rookie year. I was really impressed with what I saw from Isaiah Stewart. He was doing pretty much everything. Amazing defending. I think he can become an elite shot blocker. He shot the three ball. He was a beast down low in the paint, grabbing rebounds, scoring easy twos. And yeah, I feel like he's a huge breakout guy this season. Uh, I was really disappointed that the Pistons signed Olenek as I would have loved to see Stewart be the starter, but nonetheless, draft Isaiah Stewart later on in draft. And then the last guy, Kelly Olenek. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm disappointed that the Pistons signed him as I wanted to see Stewart play a lot of minutes as I really liked what I saw from him, but I can't really blame the Pistons as Olenek, uh, when he got to Houston, he... Uh, became a different player. He started dropping triple doubles almost every night. And so, yeah, I can't really fault the Pistons for signing him, but I feel like that's not going to happen again. But uh, for fantasy, I think he's still a viable opinion as, or option, sorry, as, uh, yeah, like I said, he was dropping triple doubles. He can do pretty much everything. So, Especially if he's starting too, I feel like he's going to be the starter. Definitely worth a look uh, later on in the draft. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it for the Pistons. I can't really trust their other players, to be honest. And then, yeah, for rookies, I assume it's just Kate Cunningham. Yeah, Cunningham. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely a must-draft rookie. I know a lot of the rookies for other teams, they're more depth guys, but uh, he's one of those guys. Yeah, if you see him in your draft, you're definitely uh, taking him. I know Mobley's one of those other guys. Nate, you talked about him, obviously, for Cleveland. Um, Nate, I'll just get right back to you next. Uh, the last team in this division, the Indiana Pacers. I guess just talk to us about the fantasy relevant players for this team. Um, there's quite a few players that are, I think are fantasy relevant. Um. I guess I'll start with uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon, um, starting point guard for the Indiana Pacers. Um, again, really good scorer. Um, he rebounds uh, decently well for a point guard. Um, he gets a decent amount of assists. He can uh, defend as well. Good shooter. So he's probably going to uh, be, I guess, drafted earlier. So you might want to get him. Like, uh, I guess when you have the chance, maybe in like uh, early rounds. And I guess um, next I can talk a little bit about uh, Karis Levert. Um, he's another player that I think is uh, pretty, pretty good. Um, you might want to, I guess, try to draft him a little bit later if you have the chance, but um, kind of um, depends because some people might want to take him early if they kind of like his um, potential, but 
I guess um, he does uh, score decently well. Um, I think he had 244 total assists. So that's pretty decent com considering he only played for uh, 47 games. Um, he got, I think, 66 steals. Um, his field goal percentage is okay. His three-point percentage, um, it could be a little bit better, but I think overall he's a pretty good um, shooting guard. So, um, yeah, you can definitely take a look at him. And I guess there's uh, Justin Holiday. I think he's the starting small forward. Um, I guess for Justin Holiday, you might want to um, take him, like, maybe with your last couple of um, picks. Um, he does have a good um, field goal percentage and three-point percentage, and um, he is a good defender. So if you need, uh, I guess, a 3 and D guy, you can take a look at Justin Holiday. Uh, Demantis Sabonis, um, not really too much to say about him. Um, he's really good all around. So, And he's probably going to be taken early in drafts, so definitely want to take him when you have a chance. And... There's also uh, Miles Turner, who's also a really um, good defender. So if you need some blocks, you can definitely um, take a look at Miles Turner. And I guess a guy off the bench you might want to take a look at might be um, TJ uh, McConnell. He's a pretty decent uh, defensive point guard off the bench. So um, maybe again with like maybe your last picks or you can even um, maybe look at your uh, waiver wire. There's a chance that people might not pick him up. So first uh, few weeks, if he's still there and you like his matchups, you can kind of uh, take him. And I think that's kind of where his value is going to be. And I guess for rookies, um, there's Chris uh, Duarte. There's a chance that he might have some decent minutes, I guess, based on his talent and based on his um, potential. And I guess just looking at his uh, college stats, um, it looks like he, he was a really good scorer. He was a good shooter. Um, he rebounded decently well, and he was a good defender as well. So um, I feel like there's a chance for him to get some minutes. How many? I'm not exactly sure. So... I guess with um, Chris Duarte, even though he has uh, some potential, he might want to take him more at the tail end of the draft. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was just wondering, I know it looks like TJ Warren's going to be out like indefinitely. Um, if he does come back, I assume he is going to be the starter at the the three spot. Um, and I guess, I guess if he comes back, what do you think uh, his fantasy relevancy will be? And I guess, what about Jeremy Lamb? Um, I guess, um, TJ Warren, if he comes back, there might be like a few games where he has to kind of like shake off rust. So he might end up getting a little bit less minutes, but I think eventually he might become the starter again. If he ends up, I guess, playing like how he did last season before he got injured. So that might end up, um, affect might affect, end up affecting Justin holiday a little bit. So I guess with with uh, Justin Holiday, you might end up wanting to draft him a little bit later if you're anticipating TJ Warren coming back. For Jeremy Lamb, I wasn't uh, really too um, sure about him, so that's why I didn't um, really in include him. I feel like 
he might end up um, having more minutes than uh, Chris Duarte. So there's that. Yeah, it's just one of those things where um, if the rookie comes in and he balls out, then Lamb might either have to move to the three. And then if TJ Warren comes back, obviously he's going to get pushed down uh, a lot further in the depth chart. So yeah, definitely something to, to keep an eye on for sure. Um, and then just moving on now to the projected standings for this division. Um, yeah, I think we all have a similar look, if not the same thing. I guess, Mete, I'll just start with you. I guess, what's your projection for this division? Yeah, so I think the Milwaukee Bucks should be number one. They're the defending champs. And yeah, this looks like one of the easier divisions in the NBA. So I got to take them. Number two, I have Chicago. I really love what they did in the offseason. They brought in Lonzo, DeMar, Alex Caruso. They even brought in Nikola Vucevic last season in the at the trade deadline. So I think they're making great moves. And I think this is the year they finally get back in the playoffs. And then Pacers at three, they're solid. But I don't really think they improved too much from last season based off of offseason moves. But I could be wrong. But yeah, I don't think they finished below third in this division. And then Cleveland, I had a four. Honestly, uh, not, I'm like not too confident with this pick. But yeah, I kind of like their squad more than Detroit at the moment. And I have Detroit at five. I think they're going to have another rough season in Detroit. And Things will get better in the future, but right now it doesn't look too great. And honestly, four and five is a toss-up. It could be Detroit four, Cleveland five. So, yeah, it was kind of tough for me to decide between those two. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely have the same as you, Milwaukee, at first, um, just because they're, they're the defending champs. Um Assuming Yanis is healthy there in first place, the only way they wouldn't be in first place, obviously, is if he got injured or one of their other key guys got hurt and maybe they slipped back a little bit, but or else, yeah, they're definitely in first place for me. Um, yeah, I have Chicago in second as well, just because um, they brought in a lot of star power. Um, I know the continuity factor isn't as uh, great with them as it is with the Pacers, but I just feel like with all that talent, they've got a lot of depth too. I know I mentioned all these guys that could be the sixth or seventh man there, they have so many guys that we don't know who's going to be the depth guys. So that, that's a good thing in their case. They're definitely deeper. If there's an injury, they have guys that can slot in, obviously. So I definitely like that about them. Um, then, yeah, I mentioned I have the Pacers at third. Um, they do have a deep team. They're just battling a lot of injuries. I know Miles Turner has been going through a lot of injuries over the past couple of years. Sabonis has dealt with injuries. You got TJ Warren dealing with injuries. This team is just seems to be banged up. They are a good team. They have a lot of good players like Nate talked about, but yeah, they're just getting injured all the time. So unless they can stay healthy, I can't have them higher than third. And then, yeah, I have Cleveland at fourth. Um, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll get to you guys on this after, but I don't know. They seem like they have a lot of good players. They just can't seem to get it done as a team. I'm not sure what it is about them. Um, their lineup does look solid. They add Mobley in there as well. So um, we definitely have to see how this team, like they started off really well last season. Uh, they looked like they were finally coming together and then things just sort of fell apart. They went on like an eight game skid or something crazy like that. Just dropped out of the playoffs. Uh, so yeah, I'm not really too sure with this team. Talent wise, yeah, I think they are the fourth best team in this division. But then I have Detroit at five. 
Mete, you mentioned how, yeah, this team could surprise people. They could move up in the standings. Um, but I have to see it first, obviously. Uh, they have the least amount of depth and experience as all the other teams in this division. So we definitely got to wait and see about them. But I guess, Nate, I'll get to you for your projected standings. Yeah, so I have pretty much the same uh, teams in the same spots. Um, Milwaukee, um, number one, there isn't really too much to say about that. Um, not only are they the defending uh, champs, but they're they're always solid every season in terms of um, the regular season. So um, there's no reason not to put them number one, in my opinion. Um, Bulls, they might give um, the Bucks a run for their money in terms of the season. Maybe there might be a couple of stretches where they get um, really hot, but the Bulls are, I think they're going to be really solid this season. Um, really good starting five. So put them at number two. Um, Indiana, they also have a good starting five, but I feel like the Bulls are a little bit deeper, and I think the Bulls can pull ahead of Indiana. Um, the Cavs, I feel like they're making a lot of progress in terms of um, rebuilding, but it's kind of like you said, like sometimes they'll be on fire and win a lot of games and play really solid, and then there'll be uh, times where um, they lose and it's like they're a completely different team. So uh, it's really hard to, um, I guess, see them higher than fourth because of that. And Detroit, um, they're still rebuilding. I kind of like the progress that they're going with. Um, so I guess I put them at fifth. Yeah, for sure. And I guess, Mete, I'll bounce to you on that since you talked about it. I guess, what are your thoughts on Cleveland and I guess their rebuild and I guess um, them, you know, possibly doing something with their team? Yeah, like you said, they definitely have talent. Uh, I think the problem is uh, most of the guys, they're key guys that have talent. They're all really young, so they're just trying to improve uh, every day, every season. So it's uh, going to take a while, but yeah, they definitely have talent. It's just a matter of time until they fulfill their potential, I think. Yeah, they just seem to be one of these teams. They have a lot of young talent. They have a lot of like solid players. Like I know you guys talked about Colin Sexton. Uh, you talked about like Jared Allen, like all these guys. Like they have dudes, Mobley coming in. They have guys that can play. It's just, yeah, it's not coming together yet. Like you said, it might be because of, you know, them being young. It might just be, you know, um, they don't have enough pieces yet. They don't have a lot of experience yet, that kind of thing. So I guess we have to see if they can take that step forward um, and I guess sustain it because I know last year they didn't really sustain that success. They kind of just fell out of it um, later into the season. But um, I guess, uh, Nate, I'll just start with you. Any last thoughts on this division? I guess um, about Cleveland, I think there might be a chance that um, I feel like they they might be a little bit less streaky, I guess, just because of the kind of like some of the veteran guys that they're bringing, bringing over like um, Ricky Rubio. I guess Laurie Markkinen, he's I don't know if you can technically call him a veteran, but he has been in the league for a few seasons. So um, I feel like in terms of leadership, there's even Kevin Love, who has been in the league for how long already? So I feel like um, they shouldn't be um, too streaky, at least in terms of um, experience. I guess now the question is just kind of how is the fit going to work? And I guess we'll just have to see how that goes. And I guess for um, Detroit, I think um, 
one thing that I kind of like is kind of like the coaching. I know like um, Dwayne Casey is a little bit overlooked now, not now that he's not in the playoffs every, every year, but um, he's really good at, um, I guess, building um, young teams as a coach. So I think that's going to be something that we see Dwayne Casey do again with Detroit. Yeah, for sure. Um, he doesn't, I guess, give an easy path for young players. He, I guess, he's more strict. He coaches them well. He sort of puts them in situations where they can succeed, and that's definitely a good thing that you want in a coach. And I guess bouncing it to you, Mete, any last thoughts about this division? Uh, my thoughts for this division is that, honestly, if Bucks aren't first, Bulls aren't second, and Pacers aren't third, I'd be really shocked. I think those are basically a lock in my opinion and then four and five could change but yeah outside of that I don't have too many thoughts I like what Nate said about uh Dwayne Casey and building young teams I definitely think he did it with the Raptors he can do it again with the Pistons and yeah uh interesting division for sure yeah, definitely. Um, those three, I know they aren't all locks for the playoffs, but they are definitely, all three of them are going to be in the hunt. Um, we know how tough, we talked about how tough the Atlantic was last week. Um, I think the other divisions, the Southeast division, we'll probably talk about that next week. There's a lot of, I guess, uh, tough teams in that division too. So um, definitely um, it's going to be a, a battle to get into the playoffs, especially for the Bulls and, and the Pacers. Um, they're they're all going to be in the mix there with teams like we talked about New York, we talked about Philadelphia, all those teams battling out for the, the playoff spots. It looks like the East is getting stronger, and uh, I don't know, Nate, what do you think about that? Well, it's good because um, we've been talking for everyone's been talking for years about how um, weak the the East is. I feel like it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but. I think um, the East definitely is getting stronger and that's always good for competition. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess when we dive into next week, uh, we'll talk about, you know, teams like Miami and, and others in that division, like they have strong teams as well. So um, it's definitely, it's going to be a, a tougher East this year. Um, it, it's a lot better when the league's balanced. I know we talked about with the NBA, the West is always like so strong. There's teams that wouldn't have made it um, in the West that would make it if they were in the East. Um, we talk about NHL too. Uh, it's become the opposite there where a lot of Eastern teams would have made the playoffs in the West um, because of how weak the West is. It's just it's one of those things in leagues where um, you always have that debate, oh, should the top 16 teams be the playoff teams instead of having East and West? That's a whole other discussion. We won't get into that, but I guess it's just something to think about. Um, when the conferences are balanced, it's always the best in any sport. And hopefully we'll see that more this year in the NBA. But uh, yeah, that's going to be the end of Big Time Basketball. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFan Podcast. We've been posting picks for the NFL. Make sure you check them out. Uh, check out this podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Make sure you like, subscribe, share. Hit the bell for notifications on YouTube. Leave us some reviews, all that good stuff. And yeah, more division previews to come for Big Time Basketball. Um, it was a great central preview today, and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.